0: This is episode 15 of Strength Agenda Radio. This is Strength Agenda Radio, the podcast where the strong go to get smarter. Each episode features some of the most interesting athletes and coaches in the strength world, sharing their favorite stories, expertise, biggest mistakes, and training tips. And now, here's your host, Tom Soroka. Today's question and topic comes from the Grams of Instance. Please, boys and girls, keep these questions coming because you guys got some really great questions that we're getting here. Um, Anyways, today's question goes like this. Tom, I'm currently a high-ranked national lifter setting multiple state records in the process, and I'm seeking sponsorship from a few companies. I wonder what advice you have for obtaining sponsors. Okay, so this is a topic I go back and forth on. Um, First off, I've been very fortunate to have companies like Hate Brand Goods, Hand Armor Chalk, Fifty Barbell that sponsor me and, and fully support everything I do. So I don't deal too much these days with having to acquire sponsorships or dealing with people in sponsorships and stuff like that. So I'm slightly off touch with it, but um, I do pay attention to trends. I do pay attention to things that people are posting. And you know, since the advent of social media, um, sponsorships have gone a little bit crazy, in my opinion. And, you know, along with that has the expectations of the people who are inquiring about them. Now, before I go into this mini rant, this is not geared towards, you know, the person asking the question because I know little about them besides the information they gave me and it wasn't much. Um, this is more geared towards a trend I'm seeing with athletes, top-level athletes in particular, complaining about prize money, money whether you know, it be from the Arnold or some other prestigious competition, what their sponsor isn't doing for them, or worst of all, what they feel they are owed. Um You know, to start this whole thing off, if you compete in a fringe sport, be grateful for whatever there is available to the athletes. Because, you know, not too long ago, there wasn't a ton of prize money involved in a sport like weightlifting or, you know, powerlifting. Um, Sponsorships were very far and few in between. Um, and quite frankly, you don't compete in a money sport. You're not a hockey player. You're not a NASCAR driver. You're not a football player. You're not one of these sports that is raking in millions of dollars in revenue. Therefore, the athletes get a little bit more in terms of compensation. I'm sorry, just I hate to break it to you. But despite what you've been told, you're not at that level. So don't try to expect that kind of a level, you know? Um, so, you know, here's the deal, um, When it comes to these fringe sports, you know, because you lift more weight than the others around you, that does not entitle you to get anything. When a company decides they want to work with you, the ultimate goal of theirs is to help them sell more product, whether it's protein powder, t-shirts, wrist wraps. The goal of that company is to simply make more money, and you are an extension of their ability to make more money. If they think that solely posting lifting videos of you will get the job done, then so be it. But here's the question I have for you. What else do you bring to the table? Today's guest, Bonnie Schroeder, is a good example of a complete package and what a company is looking for when they're trying to sponsor athletes. Um, On top of her social media following, which she has a pretty good one, um, the the company is going to get a ton of eyes, you know, looking at that social media following. Or, you know, when she posts something on behalf of that company, a ton of people are going to be seeing it. Um, But one thing she does really well, she engages with her audience. She responds to comments, she answers questions, and she gives insight to why she does what she does in her training, competitions, and her coaching. So I ask again, what else do you, besides your big lifts, do you bring to the table? Um, How do you present yourself on a daily basis? Are you constantly posting half-naked selfies, or are they sprinkled in here and there amongst educational content, lifting tips, insight to who you are outside of the gym, and so on and so forth? Um, If you want to be treated like a professional athlete and get paid like a professional athlete, you might want to start presenting yourself in the same manner. Not all companies will just hand you free stuff because you look cute and you have a big following. Some will. Some will. But the ones that are taken a little bit more seriously will not. You have to have something else, some intangible thing that is going to want them you know, to sign an agreement to work with you. So again, I ask, what else do you bring to the table? Um, To sum this up and answer the actual question, um, know the companies that you're reaching out for and, and know that they're looking for you to be an extension of their brand and therefore a good representation of their message. Make sure you truly believe in the message or the product that you are pushing or your following will see that you're full of it and so will that company. Um, also, present yourself as a well-rounded or as well-rounded as possible, so that company has multiple ways that they will see that they can market you. Being only one-dimensional isn't the worst thing, but what happens when you burn out on that one dimension or it runs its course? You need to have something else that they can use to market their product to the audience. Okay. Um, lastly, uh, be authentic. Okay. Don't try to be something that you're not. If if what you bring to the table is not good enough to work with that company, then it probably wasn't a good fit in the first place. Oh, and just backing up a little bit here, um, going back to a little bit of a professional thing, um, when you're inquiring to these companies, try and reach out in a more formal setting, uh, email or even a phone call. If they have a number on their website or something that they can be reached out, call out and leave a message. Uh, that'll leave a bigger impact than trying to slide into their DMs, because if you aren't following them in the first place, chances are that that message is going to get screened and they're probably never going to see it, um, but going back to being authentic, all right? Um don't try to be something that you're not. Um, just, you know, it, like I said, if, if what you offer is not going to work for them, it probably wasn't a good fit and there's there's no need to try to fit a square peg into a round hole. Hopefully that helps. If you have more questions for the show, message us on Facebook or Instagram at The Strength Agenda. Email me at Tom at The Strength Agenda or call our hotline. Yes, yes, yes. We are that special that we have a hotline. So give us a call at 815 797 two, three, four, six, and leave us a question to get answered as a top-of-the-show topic. Now grab some coffee, turn the volume up, and give me two claps and a rip (claps) Flair. Woo! All right, boys and girls, this might not come as a surprise to you, but I'm a bigger guy, and I have been for years. I remember the first time I had to take one of those medical exams to get life insurance. I scored horribly. Not because I wasn't healthy or fit, but because traditional insurance companies evaluate your health on an outdated standard called the BMI. Newsflash, that's not a great indicator of health for somebody who lifts weights or works out on a regular basis. So I've partnered up with Health IQ because I 100% believe in what they're doing. Rather than going the traditional route, Health IQ is a life insurance agency that offers exclusive rates to those that can demonstrate they know what a healthy lifestyle is and prove it through various methods like their Health IQ quiz, data from your fitness apps, and other unique ways. The advantage of working with Health IQ is that their unique mortality model is based on insuring the health conscious and they have lower rates for health conscious people like a good driver gets on savings with auto insurance and unique underwriting, replacing the BMI with waist to hip ratio, cholesterol calculations, and other methods. Stop paying more than you need to, or worse, avoid getting life insurance altogether because you're afraid you won't qualify for great rates. 56% 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance, and that can be you too. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com agenda or mention the promo code agenda when you talk to a Health IQ agent. According to studies, lifting reduces your risk of heart disease and type 2 diabetes, among other benefits, like, you know, having awesome videos to post on Instagram. But Instagram views and followers won't be able to help you save money on your life insurance. So head on over to HealthIQ.com to learn more and get your free quote today. Welcome to Strength Agenda Radio. My guest today is Small But Mighty. She is Bonnie Schroeder. She is a USAPL lifter. She took fifth in the 57 Open category this year at Nationals. She owns a plethora of Iowa State Records. She's also a fellow Hate Brand Goods sponsored athlete. Uh, Bonnie, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So, Bonnie, for those who are unaware of you or or what you do and all that stuff, um, um, give us a little bit of a background. Give us, like, you know, your early influences, what other sports you might have done going up to your powerlifting days as of late.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, in high school, I ran track in cross country, believe it or not. Um, I continued to run track in college. Um, I loved it, I've always been a competitor. It's always been something I need in my life and something I'm passionate about. Um, after I graduated, I kind of fell into the bodybuilding world for a little bit. Uh, I never competed in that, but I, I just trained in that manner, that kind of um, training your different muscle groups and focusing on specific areas. And that's kind of the group of people I was hanging out with at the time. So that's what I was doing. Um, after that, I got into CrossFit for a couple years. <laughs> which is awesome. And let me be competitive, uh, which was really great. And yeah. And then, um, actually through CrossFit, I was, I was trained with, um, this girl for a while and we became really close and she was like, well, I think I'm gonna do a powerlifting meet this year. And I'm like, what's that? And she explained it to me. And I went into my first powerlifting meet with probably only like two to three months of serious, ish training. It wasn't even specific to me, but, um, a couple months of training under my belt and I did the meet and I won my weight class and I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. And so I kind of found my, my niche with the sport that way. And I haven't looked back since.
0: That's awesome. What, what events did you run in track?
1: I was a sprinter, so I did, uh, 400s, 200s, 100s. I was always in the yeah. Always in the open four and the four by four and four by one. So that was a pretty standard meet
0: day for me. Yeah. And then where'd you go to college?
1: I went to the university of Northern Iowa for my oh, first two cool. years. Yep. And then I went to St. Ambrose university, which is, um, a private school in Davenport, Iowa.
0: Nice. Nice. They're NAIA, correct?
1: Yes, they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. We do a,
0: I do a Highland Games out in the Quad Cities uh, every year, and they always have, like, their throwers always come out, and they have, like, their own little division, from because the college is right there. Um, there's actually yeah. a lot of schools out in that area. Um, I went to Aurora University, and we used to drive okay. out that way for non-conference uh, games and stuff like that. Like, we played Loras one year, we played Co. Yes. another year, just out in that direction. Like, you guys seem to have a lot of good schools out there. Um, yes just yep. for all, 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 varieties of sports. Like I remember going out to, I don't know where it is located to you, but central college for a last chance meet, uh, for yeah, track I think and that's field, in
1: Dubuque, right? Yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah. yeah to qualify yep. for, um, uh, uh, nationals for track and field. And so I was a track guy as well. Um, uh, mm-hmm. didn't run. I was a thrower. Um, <laughs> I ran it, I ran in high school. I did the one, the two. Okay. And the four by one, um, yeah. nothing longer than that, because then I would die. And then I eventually got lazy <laughs> and I asked the, the throws coach if I could try throwing. And he's like, only if you can beat my thrower. So it ended up oh, that's working
1: awesome. out. So <laughs> awesome. you did CrossFit
0: as well. Uh, I have to ask yes. now, what was your favorite workout and what is your least favorite workout?
1: Oh, my gosh. I couldn't give you the names of the workouts. Oh, okay, um, fair enough. But, <laughs> uh, you know, there were some aspects of CrossFit that I really enjoyed and um, really excelled at. And there were other ones that I was just horrible, like horrible. Um, I have a really bad sense of rhythm. (laughs) So anything that involved me to be like gymnastic-y was a huge fail. Uh, There was no muscle-ups. There was no kipping pull-ups. There was no handstand walks. Um, But, you know, I had had, had that kind of natural gas tank. So I could just go and go and go. Yeah. But anytime it was like we have heavy squats or heavy deadlifts, I'm like, yes, perfect. You know, I didn't. I didn't realize that there was a sport just for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really cool that you, how you found that. I mean, you talk about not having a ton of preparation leading up to, a but two to three months is probably more than most people prepare for some things they compete in on a regular basis. Like weightlifting, for instance, like I coach a lot of weightlifters, we'll go to meets and I'll, I'll hear people be like, yeah, I decided, a, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was going to do this meet and I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> I'm like, like, you haven't been wow.
0: preparing. Like, oh, okay, cool. So to hear you say, yeah, like two to three months was not enough time to prepare is just very refreshing as a coach to hear because I'm like, <laughs> this one gets it. Uh, so, so you're you're a power lifter. Like I said, I I we talked about it a little briefly before we started recording. Like I first um, met you, saw you at a local powerlifting meet here in Lombard. You were coaching a lifter. I was coaching one of my weightlifters who wanted to give powerlifting a shot. Um, And then shortly after Matt had announced that Hey Brand um, Goods was uh, going to sponsor you. So I started following you intently, um, just kind of paying attention to stuff that you post because powerlifting is just one of those sports that always interests me. Like it's a very simple yet complex sport. Like it is the bench squat and deadlift. Either you can lift the weight or you cannot the movements themselves seem very simple but just all the little you know intricacies and nuances that I see you talking about in your posts and other lifters and stuff like that just really interests me you know not being a powerlifting guy but more importantly um the, 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 is your influence that you know, or, or you and a bunch of other um women in sports in general are having on the younger generation. So I wanted to kind of ask you about that like where did you see, you know, women in strength sports in particular, you know, a couple of years ago versus where they are now? And then where do you see that going?
1: Right. Well, I think, you know, the difference between now and a couple of years ago is that social, call it a stigma or, or maybe whatever you want to call it, but it's just changing, um, the way that women are perceived in sports in the way that, um, especially strength sports, you know, that's really changed. And, and only for the better, which is awesome to see. I yeah. think, um, you know, social media has done a lot for that Absolutely. because you can see these women, uh, doing these things, lifting these weights and you have access to these people. Now, you yeah. know what I mean? People are accessible. You can look at Jen Thompson I can send Jen Thompson a message. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's something that's never been an option before. Right. Um, so I think that, that stigma of women lifting heavy weights isn't okay. I mean, that's completely changing. Um, no, I, absolutely. Every once in a while, you might get that person on the internet that doesn't agree. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think, uh, it's getting fewer and farther between, which is great to see. And, um, I, I think that social media has done amazing things for it. Just, just giving women exposure to it absolutely. too, because like I said, I didn't even know that powerlifting was a thing four years ago. right? Um, And then once I did, I started looking into it more, wanting to educate myself. And when you're, when you're learning about a new sport, you want to have people that you can look up to people that you admire and maybe aspire to be, you know, close to their level. And I think having, um, those people at your access and at your fingertips is really important because it makes you feel like you can be a part of it and you can be involved in this world and this culture. Um, and that's really awesome to me. It's made, it's yeah. made a world of difference for me personally.
0: So two part question here. The first part, what has been being, you know, a female in strength sports, like me personally, I, I, I love the fact that women are now actually starting to take center stage in a lot of different sports. You know, for, uh, yeah. I always, I always refer to weightlifting cause that's, that's my primary background. But like uh-huh. at the Olympics this year, we sent one male. For, on, uh, for the Olympic team, but we sent three female lifters and they were all highlighted and they were these, you know, strong women. And our, our females actually, our, our, our female teams are outperforming the men's teams on the world stage and stuff like that. So being a female in strength sports, the first part of the question is what is one of the hardest things you've kind of had to Um, not necessarily overcome, but just deal with as you've, you know, learned and progressed and tried to come up through your sport or what you see, maybe some other people having to deal with in terms of trying to, you know, make their way through, you know, the, 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 the social media jungle, so to speak.
1: Right. Um, well, I think mostly what you see is, well, what I've encountered personally, um, is people want you to fit neatly in one category or the other, um, and without getting too vulgar, I've been yeah. told, um, that I might as well just be a man. And
0: oh, then on geez. the other
1: hand, you know, on the completely opposite side of things, I've been told, well, I should um, alter my body in a certain way because I'm not feminine enough. Um, oh. so I think that, you know, people, <laughs> people want to people want you to fit neatly into male, female, and be either very masculine or be very feminine um and i like i said you know i think that's changing but for some people that's still that's still what they think and if you don't fit neatly into one of their categories um then you're not okay you're a freak you know (laughs) something's wrong with you um and they're they're mad or we're put off by you um and i've i've always been a, a fairly self-assured, confident person. And I, Absolutely. I'm able, I'm able to laugh those things off and I am very happy with, with uh, what I'm doing with my training, how I, how I look, what my body is capable of. I, I think that all those things are so much more important than what, what these people think. And if I fit into their idea of male or female or whatever, Um, so I, I've just always been able to laugh it off, but it's not so easy for, for some other people and some people can get pretty nasty out there. I can
0: can only Um, imagine.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's particularly bad for females. And I think just because of that reason, you know, people will either say, Oh, you're looking, you look like a dude, don't lift heavy. You look too masculine or, you know, you're not feminine enough and why don't you go get your boobs done and put some makeup on? You know what I mean? It's just... It's, yeah, these things yeah. happen.
0: Oh, I can't um, it. I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I've been very lucky. I've got a group of girlfriends online, and, you know, anytime something kind of goofy like that happens, we share it and just laugh about it. And,
0: yeah. Well, and I remember have, I that have, we
1: can deadlift more than them. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Well, I have noticed, too, and, like, you were talking about, like, the camaraderie and that connection being at your fingertips through social media. And, like, one of the things I actually do – um thoroughly get a, a, a good uh, kick out of is if some jerk just shows up on somebody's account, makes a negative comment and then you can see all the replies to the comment and it's usually like friends or fellow lifters or stuff like that just oh, kind of yeah. p- piling on the guy. Like that <laughs> stuff that stuff makes me laugh cuz I'm like that's what you get. And of yeah. course the person usually making the comment is a private account. Um, oh yeah. But you know, if you posted a picture of you in a pair of like compression shorts and a sports bra, they'd be one of the first two people to double tap that photo. So, it's you right. got just they just they have to feel, I don't know, good about themselves by chiming in or whatever. Now, going to the other side, what has been something that has been um not necessarily easy? but has kind of come naturally to you in terms of that has helped you kind of along the way, you know, of you making it, you know, through your sport and, you know, through your platform and all that stuff, you know, being a female in strength sports.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, to me what comes very naturally is I've never really, I've I've always had kind of thick skin. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I don't really let the comments or the negativity get to me so much um, you know, usually I don't reply to these people. I just kind of yeah. roll my eyes, shake my head and, and move on with my day. Cause I've got things I need to do. Right. Um, and that's not always something that can be, um, you know, it can be taught, I suppose. But I think, you know, you're either, you've either kind of got that or you don't, or you need, you need to learn it eventually. You know what I right. mean? You can't let those things get to you because Absolutely. these people, they, they aren't lifters, you know, they aren't. They don't know what a Wilkes score is. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Um, and like I said, I've always had a really good support system, whether that be uh, friends, family, or kind of my little internet group of friends that I don't get to see that often. Yeah. Um, and and having the people that matter to you, having them understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and why you're passionate about it, that's all that matters. You Absolutely. know, if if some random on the internet doesn't understand, that's okay
0: yeah that was i mean i was i know i was telling you again about this before and i said i was going to bring it up but that's like just having people like you to refer because that is the one thing i did definitely notice about you you seem like a very brush it off your shoulders kind of a person like you'll see comments um, I get a laugh when I see like a post saying, "Oh, really looking manly today," and it's a picture of like you and somebody going out for dinner or something like that. And I'm just like, "That's <laughs> phenomenal!" Like, I love that kind of sense of humor, that kind of sarcasm, stuff like that, because it's just just sticking it to whoever, you know, took the time out of um, you know their day to make their you know mean comment. You just come right back with something else. But you yeah. know, um, I was telling you earlier, I have I have eight nieces. Um, and with one of the oldest ones, she's very strong. She's not built like the rest of her nieces, but she is ridiculously strong for her age. And I have this hundred, when I was first opening the gym, I had a 102 pound kettlebell and all my nieces were trying to pick it up and move it around or whatever. And my one niece just walked right over to it. She just picked it up and set it down. And then one of her sisters started teasing her. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like that is not going to happen. Like, no, that is awesome. That is something you can do that nobody else right now can do. Like you need to praise that. And so my question to you is. Do you think there needs to be more of that no matter what the accomplishment is like do you, or do you think there's a lack thereof of of praising accomplishments for women versus men? Like I feel like I see you know videos of women squatting uh, uh, Ashley by is one that I, I see all the time. Um, her squats are ridiculous.
1: Yes, and yep. I
0: don't see a ton of, like, there there are, these, there are these now pages devoted to promoting lifts and stuff like that. Like, just somebody's random lift, they'll take it and say, hey, look at this. Um, right. And I kind of scroll through their account, and it'll be, it will be, it's almost like three to one guys to girls. Whereas, I'm sorry, like, somebody like her squatting way more, you know, over her body weight is really impressive to me versus a guy doing a guy that weighs like 250, you know, 300 pounds doing reps with 600. Like that might be like double their body weight where you have somebody like Ashley, who I think she, I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think she weighs like somewhere around like 140 pounds ish. Uh,
1: She's actually my weight class.
0: Okay, so fifty-seven. So that's
1: yeah, one twenty-five. 120,
0: okay, so that I was way off. And she's think, one of my
1: buddies online that we we always oh, okay, laugh about cool. things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go.
0: Um, and then but like she posted a video the other day of her doing like I think it was a a, a double, triple, or something like that with like three fifteen. Like oh yeah, that, that's crazy. A, that's absurd. But then yep. there's like somebody doing reps. Like I said, like three hundred pounds doing reps with six hundred. I just personally I don't think that's more uh, impressive than the other. Um, but my question, again, going back to that is just, do you think that that is something that is slowly starting to change? Or is that just kind of the whole male versus female, um, you know, perspective on strength and and, and so forth?
1: I think um, it's definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah. I think five, 10 years ago, instead of a three to one, it would have been like a 10 to one.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
1: um, I think that praise, like you said, I don't think that there could be too much of it.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I think that the praise and encouragement that we we give to young girls for being, um, strong or, or, you know, um, competing in these sports. I don't think there can be too much of that at all. Um, it's something that we should be encouraging. <laughs> you know, I wish I would have picked up a barbell long before I got into powerlifting, you know, yeah. I picked up a barbell seriously. Um, And, you know, had I done that, who knows where things would be now. But I think that it's something that really needs to be encouraged with these younger girls. And I'll tell you, I've gotten a couple messages from um, mothers and fathers on Instagram, um, DMs telling me that their young daughter, like, enjoys watching my videos or is motivated by my videos or they show their daughter. And there's nothing better. Than those messages. Oh yeah, Um, absolutely. There's nothing better to know that you're motivating or inspiring. You know, the next generation is just that. That blows my mind because I never thought that I would be in a position to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, there's there's nothing better than getting those messages. I got a message from a a 13 year old not that long ago who wants to attend one of Maddie and I's ladies lifting seminars. Oh yeah, she's so into lifting. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have found that when I was 13. Yeah. Um, right. So it's just so cool and so motivating. I think that we're definitely seeing more of more praise for women lifting and in strength sports and their accomplishments. I think we can still do better. Um, yeah. Because like you said, I think we do see, you know, it's it's still a lot of what's the number on the bar, not right. what is this person weighing compared to what they're right,
0: lifting. Right, right.
1: Um, which is just thinking about it, thinking about it, like in the next level, most people just say, oh, there's 700 pounds on the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I think we're, we're getting better, but I, I don't think it's quite equal yet.
0: So you're, you were talking about the, the, the women's only seminar that you and Maddie do, or, or the seminars that you guys are going to be doing and stuff yeah. like that. Talk about those a little bit. Like how did that idea come about? <clears throat> um, what do you guys kind of go over with those? Give you a little bit of plug time here. Cause I love that concept. Um, one of my friends, um, again referencing weightlifting, Becca Gurden, um, she's done it a couple times that I know of. She's done a ladies-only like weightlifting class at the CrossFit she teaches, and yeah. she's done women's-only like seminars and stuff like that. And I think those are great ideas. Um, so just talk about that a little bit. How did you and Maddie come up with that idea? Kind of where is that? Um, where is that going if, for for the two of you and for the future in that's in, that, in that area?
1: Right. Well, I had the idea. Um for a while. And I was kind of looking for someone to run it with me. Um, and I knew that, you know, Maddie, Maddie's really blown up in the past year. Um, yeah. you know, really, people really admire what she's doing. They love her as a person. They love her as an athlete. Um, she's pretty close to, um, to me, she's probably about in between you and I,
0: yeah.
1: um, about two hours away. And, um, I threw the idea out to her and I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? We just keep it super casual. People, um, can come and lift and hang out with us. And, um, you know, we'll keep it to women only lift and hang out, have snacks, ask us questions, whatever they want to do. Um, and she's, you know, she's always down for anything. So she's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And so we held, uh, the first one, the beginning of January, it seems like a long time ago, but it was just the beginning of January, um, in the quad cities here in Davenport. And it was a huge hit. We had a big turnout. Um, we didn't want, you know, a huge, huge event cause we wanted right. to actually spend time with these women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we had about 25 people show up, which was perfect. That's um, awesome. it, you know, it wasn't overcrowded. We actually got to talk to every single girl individually about their lifts. Um, you know, we we had about two hours of lifting time and then a QA and a afterwards. Um, and then we had a pizza party that night and it was just yeah. a blast. And I got to talk to so many women that um, they were just so excited to be there and to be yeah, lifting with other women who were passionate about it. Um, and a lot of women, you know, they made connections within themselves. And I think that's so important in this sport is to, you know, have have a support system and other people are passionate about the same thing you are so it was awesome I think we're gonna be having another one either um, at the end of April or sometime in May and that'll be in in uh, Maddie's town in Bloomington Normal and then yeah and then we're looking to maybe hopefully take it on a national level where (laughs) we've had some requests to come all over the country which has been unexpected and really awesome um, so we're going to kind of see where it can go from there because it's so much fun and I just have a blast doing it. Oh,
0: absolutely. Well, I mean, the, the videos that you guys posted, like you could tell that you guys were passionate about, um, you know, what you guys are trying to, you know, convey and just the lifts in general. And just like you said, like the, the, the fact that you were like, we didn't want too many people cause we wanted to interact with everybody. Like if that doesn't speak volumes for what you guys are trying yeah. to do, like, I don't know what does. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I just can't wait to do the next one.
0: That's awesome. I I definitely can't wait to hear about or see that. We'll we'll push that on our stuff as well for you guys to kind of get a little more exposure from out this way. See if people want to travel down to Maddie because she that Bloomington's not that far from here. It's uh, a little. It's a little over two hours or so, just straight south from where I'm at. Um, So yeah. So what's next for you? Like, where do you see? You know, both. as, as an athlete, because I know, you know, obviously you're still competing, you're getting ready for the Arnold as you were talking about. Um, We'll start there. Where, what's next for you in terms of competition? Like, where do you see yourself? What are some goals you have for yourself, you know, this year in terms of, you know, building yourself up?
1: Right. Uh, so I do have the Arnold in a little over two weeks. I compete on March 3rd. Um, So that has kind of taken a lot of my Attention (laughs) right now. Um, All my focus has been on that Um, I've I've got some numbers in mind. I don't know if I'm gonna throw anything out right now (laughs) Um, But as far as the rest of the year goes um, Possibly competing in June, we'll see about that Um, and then definitely nationals in October USAPL nationals in Spokane, Washington Oh, nice. uh, will be next and hopefully try to make a little trip out of that because I've never really spent a lot of time in the Pacific Northwest so I'm really excited uh, about that
0: the Pacific Northwest is amazing it's one of uh it's one of the spots my wife and I, uh, a couple of years ago we went out to Seattle um just on a whim it was for her birthday we we're supposed to go do something else ended up not so we took the tickets and we turned it into a trip for her to go see go to Seattle and stuff like that and I absolutely enjoyed it out there um it, it's beautiful uh if you I don't know my geography is not the greatest. I don't know how far Seattle is from Spokane, but if you get a chance to go through Seattle, go to like you know the the marketplace and all that stuff. Yeah. Like it's really cool. And I know I know you're 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 are you a coffee person? Yes. Like oh, there's course. a lot like, like the, original, <laughs> the original Starbucks is there. Um, I didn't know oh, that. that really? was I didn't know that that was the original one at the time. It is the tiniest coffee shop in the world. <laughs> um, but there is a line that just comes out the door because it is the original one. Like it is literally just a storefront with a little stand for the baristas and all that. And that is it. Like there's a lot of memorabilia oh, and stuff cool. like that in there, but that's there in Seattle. But, um, just in general, like we ended up take, renting a car going up into the mountains one day. Um, and I just, I love the Pacific Northwest. Like I really do. Um, it just, it, it, it was perfect mix uh, for both, you know, my wife and I, in terms of, I like more like the nature stuff. She likes the city life. And uh, it, was, it was really cool being up there. We have some friends that are on the other side of Washington that we're going to mm-hmm. be taking a trip to visit. And then we have some other friends up in Oregon that we want to visit as well. So I definitely uh, hope you get to make a trip out of that because that will be a good time. Um,
1: yeah, me too.
0: But you don't want to throw out uh, numbers, but uh, what about, like, lifetime goals? <laughs> like, what is, what is, like, a milestone lift for you that oh, ooh, uh, every athlete's got one? I know you got at least one.
1: Well, i got to bench 200 one of these days.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so that that's that's definitely up there for me. Yeah. Um,
0: Where are you at currently with that?
1: My max, I've hit 182 in competition. Nice. 182 pounds. Um, in the gym, I've hit 185 with a pause. Um, and we haven't quite hit that 187 mark in competition yet. So <laughs> we're working on it. There you go. Um, so slowly chipping away at that. Um and deadlift would be another big one i need to pull 400 pretty soon we'll see okay. how soon you guys see that
0: <laughs> that will be that will be ridiculously impressive personally like um, to see that personally
1: yeah that is my best lift so that's definitely a, that would be a huge milestone for me yeah you know a couple of years ago i wouldn't have even thought that that was something that was remotely possible right um but you know i'm a couple pounds away so maybe we'll maybe we'll see that soon
0: that's awesome now, question I have for you, like I said, I don't know too much about powerlifting and all this stuff. Um, the bars that you guys use, you don't yeah. have women's bars, like weightlifting does, so to speak, right? Like you guys lift on, you know, 45 pound or 20 K bars, correct? Or do That's you guys strict, have women's bars? Yeah, bar? oh, they're,
1: okay. they're 45 pounds. Um, the, some, it depends on the federations. So this is yeah. where, you know, powerlifting gets lowered, um, um, some federations will use, like, 55 or 65-pound bars. Okay. Um, and then USAPL, you deadlift on a stiff bar, whereas okay. in other federations, you'll pull on a deadlift bar with a little whip. Um, but in USAPL, it is a stiff stiff bar.
0: So what is the difference? Like, obviously, like, the whip and all that stuff, but, like, it would be the same bar you use for squatting and benching for the deadlift in yes. the USAPL yes. meet? Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's correct. Yep.
0: Yeah, because I know there's some people that might not understand I didn't at first. That was, like I said, that one meet I took my lifter to, that was, th- they hit, they pulled out a deadlift bar for yes, yep. that meet. And I had no idea what the difference was. And she, and like we had been, like I, I own a weightlifting gym. And so we have women's 15K bars and men's 20K bars. Right. And, a, and about a month out, she goes, she went over to the gym just to kind of test out like a monolith. Because she's never, she's walked everything out of a rack. And she's right. like, uh, she goes, I'm going to be lifting on a men's bar. I'm like, oh.
1: <laughs> I was like, didn't know that. So I switched yep. her over
0: immediately. She started pulling and all that. And it took her like a couple you know, days of getting used to it. And then she was fine. And the other thing yeah. I found interesting with powerlifting is they, uh, weightlifting used to do this, but they don't anymore, is your jumps. Like how you can declare your jumps. You guys can only go up two and a half uh, kilos
1: right? Yes. per jump.
0: You guys yes. can't just do like a one kilo jump. Um,
1: that is correct. What, <laughs> I have some feelings about that.
0: Oh, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> Would well, you know? Do you understand? Like, what's the logic? Um, you might not know. I'm, I'm just curious. Do you know, what like the 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 logic is for keeping it that way? Like I said, I know weightlifting used to do that, and then they went away with it, and so you can just right. call your attempts now.
1: Um, for keeping it that way, I'm not really sure because okay. I feel like it shouldn't be that way. Um, you know, as a as a smaller woman, you know bench can be really tricky. Yeah. And that's that, your yeah. only option is Absolutely. a, a have kilo jump. Um, you know, if you could make one kilo or whatever jumps that would, that would be a lot better for a yeah. lot of us. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to say that there were some people out that there were talking about making a petition to get it changed. Yeah. I don't know if anything ever came of that. I don't think so. Um, but it would be something I would be interested in seeing, um, you know, and they have different rules. If you are, um going for a world record or something like that you can take different kilo jumps um but yeah i would love to see that because it would make a world of difference in bench for a lot of a lot of women
0: (laughs) now what is your guys's like international governing body that trickles down to would that be the IPL
1: it would be the IPF
0: IPF okay right Um, so so that'd be something that they would have to implement in order and then it go down from there or can USAPL I would
1: imagine that. it would have to be an IPF okay. approved change. Yeah.
0: Good deal. Good deal. Um, so you're talking about things that you don't necessarily agree with or anything like that. What are some things? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be you know within powerlifting, so to speak. But what are some things you would like to see change that like you think would kind of help? bring, you know, just strength sports in general, powerlifting in general, more to the forefront, possibly making it a little more viewer friendly, stuff along those lines. Like everybody's got their like critiques for, you know, putting on a good show, so to speak. What are some things right. you'd like to see change in terms of, you know, let's let's just go with powerlifting for right now.
1: Yeah. Well I think and this might not this doesn't really have to do with like putting on meats or anything yeah. like that. But um I think as far as exposure and getting it more mainstream. Yeah. Um, you see some places have high school or college powerlifting teams and that's kind of few and far between. Um, I had no idea that that was even a thing at some high schools or colleges until I was in the competition world. And I'm like, Whoa, I'm super jealous. I wish I would have had that.
0: Um, I I believe university of Iowa has a uh, powerlifting team, don't they?
1: Yes. Yes, they okay. do now. Yeah. Um, and to me, you know, had, had that been there, that would have been a huge game changer for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think as far as exposure and getting more people involved and interested in the sport, that would be a, a pretty obvious place to start. Um, for Just sure. getting into more schools and colleges and getting more, um, more kids and teenagers and young adults interested. Um, and I really think the sport has taken off lately um i think a lot of that is probably due to social media just because it's getting more exposure and people are interested and people are coming from other sports people coming from crossfit they're into the heavy lifting and yeah that's cool it's great to see i would love to see everybody get a barbell in their hands you know at least once
0: yeah absolutely Um, i definitely think the advent of like Facebook Live and Instagram live and stuff like that helps too because you get people that'll live stream oh, yeah whether it's meets or just their training sessions. Like I I sometimes get more out of people when they live stream their training sessions just to kind of see their little, you know, nuances that they do every single rep and, you know, right. how they plan out a workout and stuff like that just kind of gives you that little inside track. And I think stuff like that, like you were saying, you know, helps give it just more exposure overall and gets people saying, hey, I might want to give that a shot.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, As far as the meets, I think they're they're run as best as they can possibly be. I think okay. the USAPL does a really good job with that. Um, I think the only other thing would be, you know, they do a good job of live streaming like yeah. uh, the bigger events, nationals and things like that. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure some of the meets at the Arnold will be. I'm not sure which. Um, but I think just making it more accessible to people. Um, making a big deal out of it and really marketing and advertising these events is, is huge. And like I said, they do a really good job with it. It's just, it's taking off, which is great to see.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So before uh, uh, we, we go off here, we do a thing called a lightning round. Um, okay. and these are questions that have absolutely nothing to do with anything. Um, <laughs> we just kind of go through, ask you the question, just give me the first response that you have. Um, can't pass on the questions. You got to give me an answer. So if you're good, we'll have, you know, three, four questions at Alaska and we'll kind of go from there. <laughs> we'll start easy and then we'll kind of progress as we go. Sound like a deal?
1: Oh my God. I'm nervous. Okay.
0: Oh, uh, don't be nervous. It's they're, they're <laughs> just, just for fun now. A little known fact about hand armor chalk is that the owner, Tony Madalone, is a former college strength and conditioning coach. Besides having years of experience working in the trenches to create a product like hand armor, his idea for his patent-pending formula came out of necessity. Back in his coaching days, he had a few athletes with autoimmune issues that trained alongside the other athletes. Given their health issues, he needed a way to cut down on the spread of germs, and if you've ever been inside a college weight room, you know how tall of a task that can be. Tony set out to create a product that not only can be used individually by his athletes, but was also antimicrobial. Hence, hand armor chalk was born. So whether you're a germophobe or you're just looking to keep your gym a bit cleaner, go to handarmorchalk.com, check out all the products they have to offer, and get yourself some. Most athlete codes get you 10% off their purchases, but if you use code AGENDA, A-G-E-N-D-A, you save 15% off your hand armor order. So go with the Chalk of Champions and choose Hand Armor Chalk for your gym. Okay, um... If you had to eliminate one state from the union, like you were looking at an entire map of the United States and all you got to do is push a state like a button and it is gone. What state are you eliminating and why?
1: Oh, um, Ah, shit. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can cut. (laughs) No, you're fine. You're fine. Um...
0: (laughs) Adam, Adam Nelson ruined that for us on the first episode. You're good.
1: (laughs) Which one would I eliminate? Oh my God. Um, about texas
0: texas wow Ooh. Shot at the, Ooh okay. some people are
1: not gonna like that
0: yeah that's okay you gotta give a why though
1: <laughs> okay well my why is their southern accents that texan <laughs> accent just drives me bonkers that's the only reason i've got all right that's the horrible fine. reason hey it's your it's your
0: answer you, you you stick to it that's good as long as you're good with it i'm good with it okay next question if you could be a crayon in any any color crayon in those big like i think they go up to like 164 colors now or whatever they go up to now um of a crayola crayon box what color would you be in? why any color you want
1: oh um there's a blue color and i can't think of the name of it i might need your help looking this up okay. because i it's it's a, like a dark really pretty blue and i would for sure be that color
0: I am it starts with a c cerulean
1: yes thank it's, you
0: it's really sad that I knew that okay I'm glad
1: and that I've got no other reason other than it's really pretty and I like it hey
0: there you go that's fine that's fine okay <laughs> next question um, if you were a WWE wrestler okay what would your walkout music be and what would your name be
1: oh man these are tough questions um <clears> hmm <throat> my walkout music That's tough. Probably something... <laughs> you know that Pussycat Dolls song? Uh, when I grow up, I want to be famous. I want to be a star. Probably something like that, because uh, that song gets me hyped as fuck. And hey. for real, I do listen to that in the gym, and it gets me going.
0: There you go. Hey, I can deal with it. Um... <laughs> hmm. What would your name That's be in
1: part... it? But you know what? The girls' names aren't really that, aren't really that fun.
0: I mean, I They're think just... personally... You have a wrestling name, like Bonnie okay. Schroeder. I think you could just write out your name, but if you had a different name that you wanted to go by.
1: hmm, ah, That's tough. I just don't
0: know. There you go. All right, we'll <laughs> stick with that. You're walking up to the Pussycat Dolls, and your name is your current name, Bonnie I think, Schroeder. I
1: think I could get away with the Bonnie part, but I think I would have to change my last name to something a little more interesting. There
0: you go. We can deal with that that's a good yeah. that's good okay i'll,
1: I'll think about it i'll get back to you at the arnold
0: <laughs> fair enough fair enough are you a comic book person no no okay well then I'm regardless not. i'm still gonna ask this question because it'll be even funnier um <laughs> in a fight spider-man or batman for some reason people always keep throwing in superman we're not talking about superman in a fight between spider-man and batman who's winning oh batman why you gotta give your why
1: um because batman actually has muscles and i just always thought spider-man was kind of nerdy and whiny
0: <laughs> i love it batman Bat- yeah for sure batman works out spider-man works
1: out. yeah listen
0: to bonnie spider-man go call her up for some coaching get some training in with uh, bonnie here so you can uh, yeah. batman in a fight right spider-man good all right last question here okay you're sitting at a bar with a bunch of your friends penguin walks in wearing a sombrero You turn around, you guys make eye contact. What does he say to you? A penguin? Yep. Is that what you said? Yep. This was a a, a random question that got sent in to us, and I I, I absolutely love it.
1: Wow. Who sends these in? Um, I don't know. He'd probably say something like, hey, aren't you Boncho?
0: (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right, cool. So this
1: happened to me. It wasn't a penguin, but it was some weird man. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> At least they recognize you, right? Like I
0: said, like the first time I saw you, I was like, this girl looks familiar. And then like Matt posted it. And I wasn't going to be that guy. Be like, Hey, do I know you from somewhere? Cause I just, there's just that whole stigma. I was like, no, thank you. But do you want
1: to be that guy? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Exactly. I'm like, Nope, I'm here coaching my athlete. She's probably coaching oh. a bunch of athletes. Like let her be. And then, like I said, (laughs) then, like, two weeks later, Matt's like, hey, guys, this is Bonnie. She's on the team. I was like, I knew I recognized her. So, anyways, if people wanted to find you, find out about you, stuff like that, plug time, um, where can they get a hold of you? Websites, uh, social media handles, uh, anything along those lines that people can get a hold of you.
1: Yes, they can find me at Bonshro, B-O-N-S-C-H-R-O, on Instagram. Um, There's a link to my email. On my page so you can get a hold of me um, via email that way. I do try to get to DMs and respond to everyone that uh, reaches out to me as well so you can find me there.
0: Good deal, good deal. Um, I just want to thank you again for being out here. I really appreciated it. Um, Absolutely, thanks for having me. The the, the viewers I know are going to get a a lot out of this one. Um, We talked about some good stuff there. Um, Check her out on social media. She's always constantly posting Um, great, you know, not just lifting clips, but, you know, tips and uh, and instructional stuff as well. Um, I still get confused every time you post a bench press video and you're setting up. I'm like, why is she standing (laughs) with the bar at her hip? I was like, what is she about to do? And then you slide under and bench and then my confusion leaves, but you um, should know
1: by now, probably. Yeah. (laughs) But I
0: still, every time I look through it, I'm like, what is she doing? Oh, she's benching again. But, um, (laughs) Check her out. Uh, Great information. uh, Great lifter. Great person. Great ambassador for the sport. Bonnie, thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to Strength Agenda Radio. Be sure to visit strengthagendaradio.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover exclusive offers and resources for our listeners. Until next time, train hard, lift heavy.